Hey internet, it's the artist here, Virtual Bacon. Uh, we're just once again updating another episode for our channel. Um, just wanted to add a footnote to this episode. Uh, we were streaming this live at the time, and we were about 30 minutes into the interview before we realized that there was no audio being broadcasted. Um, luckily, we managed to backpedal a bit and revisit some of the questions asked, but unfortunately, most of the first chunk is gone, so apologies for the rough start. Um, if you like our stuff, follow us on Facebook, Spotify, and YouTube, Salt Shakers FGC or Salt Shakers NZFGC, and there's always our individual Twitters. Uh, as always, shoutouts to Stanley Fierce and Omen by HP. So, without further ado, here we go. Welcome to the Super Salt Shaker Podcast. Chrono. 
Hello? Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. definitely yeah. didn't hear you. Yeah, okay. sorry about that. So, I was saying that you've been playing fighting games for a very, very long time. Um, you know, uh, you, you haven't really met, um, you know, your, your, your mum. Uh, your dad's always been working and you've been always, um, you know, just sort of been taken care of by your grandma. Your grandma just basically just said, just go find a find a uh, you know a stable job with a stable income and you'll be fine and that's exactly what you did I mean it, it's not like what she thought that uh, the job I would get um, but it did work out fine mm -hmm. uh, but you know obviously it was it was more it started as a hobby it still is a hobby mm -hmm. and it just turned out that like there was opportunities as like sponsorship um, just getting all like you know, expense paid, getting like salary, you know, just be able to live like, like an esports like life, and you know, it's a blessing. It definitely is a hundred percent a blessing, and I, I actually never, never regretted ever like choosing like this path, even starting from like day one. Oh, of course. I mean, you're basically living the American dream, isn't it? So um... I feel like it. I feel like it's a. It's like not even an American dream anymore. It's just like. A gamer's dream. A gamer's dream, yeah, for sure. I mean, everyone wants to make it big, but I guess that, you know, you have to have the charisma, you have to have the skill set, and everything like that. You need to tick all boxes. And, um, you know, that's exactly what it is. You've put on a lot of, um, you know, entertaining games, um, you know, for everyone throughout the whole, you know, decade and a half of your life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just been really fun, because, like, I just love playing fighting games, so for me, like, doing, like, you know, make making amazing moments or winning matches or making comebacks or being part of the losing end of a comeback. It's to me, it's just normal, just because you know it happens all the time in in my matches. Just in general, playing like at Chinatown Fair, playing with like my group of friends. So I'm just happy that like the crowd responds to it in a positive way, and it makes them want to get better. It makes them want to be part of it. It makes them want to make their own moments. So it's all about growing the fighting community. Like, Sorry, Justin. It makes me really happy to, to see that. I know you've covered it before, but could you tell us where you were? Because you were overseas. Could you tell us where you were? I was in Hong Kong for Chinese New Year. Oh, cool. Um, and you were you were saying that you were visiting K Bread, um, spending some time with those guys. Yeah, that was last week in Los Angeles. Well, actually, yesterday in Los Angeles, I was there at his new house, um, playing Street Fighter, hanging out, you know, kicking it, you know, just having regular conversations, eating some food, and yeah, hang. practicing for the really CPT. Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, what are what are your thoughts on season three for Street Fighter? Do you have any um, any personal comments on it? I personally like it a lot. Um, it's just I actually am just a fan of Super Five. Like even from season one, season two, and now season three, I like it. I like the fact. Well, for this one, I like the fact that there's so much change. Like there's like B Trigger Two, everybody. So pretty much everyone has to learn everything all over again. Obviously, there's new balance changes to like fluctuate the tier list, and now there's new characters coming out. You have Sakura, Blanca, which just recently got released, and then you're gonna have like. Falk, G, Sagat, Cody. Is, I'm just. I'm really excited for Falk, actually. So I'm. Um, I hope 
she comes out soon so I could play because I, re- I, I enjoy playing Ed when he came out in season two. So I'm hoping Falk is like a female version of Ed. Okay. Um, so you were talking about how you were hanging with K-Bread and stuff, um, practicing, you know, like, you know, doing your prep for CPT. Um, have you heard much about New Zealand? Um, the only thing I know about New Zealand is... Uh, my, my, a couple of my friends went down there and, you know, they visited, like, like the, the Lord of the Rings Hobbit uh, town. And also my... I'm, I'm affiliated with a mobile game there called Ink Wars, and I'm a, an octopus cartoon character in the game. <laughs> that's cool, it's a, it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. <laughs> yeah, it's a puzzle game. And he plays very lame. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and he plays very lame. So that's, like, my... my my affiliation yeah, of New yeah. Zealand at all. Speaking of lame there, I mean, I understand that, you know, when you were playing um, MVC2, um, tell us, about, like, let, let's touch base on that. You were basically playing MVC2, you're winning a lot of tournaments and things like that, but the thing is that um, you were getting quite a lot of momentum, like, the crowd was basically booing, they were saying, you know, uh, because of your slow style, I believe. And um, yeah, you were basically the villain of that game. Was that was is that remotely true at all? So yeah, so people. Um, well, the thing is, a lot of people don't like consistent winners. Like they want to see upsets. People want to see new new people win. And also at the time, um, there was a huge rivalry between East Coast versus. West Coast. Mm-hmm. So a lot of tournaments usually take place in West Coast, you know, EVO. Uh, before it was called EVO, it was like Battle of the Bay, the, the Beast series, that was in all West Coast. You know, the, the, the current EVO staff's all West Coast, so it was a lot of favoritism to like West Coast. You know, everyone preaches West Coast the best, West Coast number one. You know, there was there was no friendly politics compared, like, back, back in the day compared to now. Everyone's so nice now. Back in the day, it was just so underground, so so mean, so so rude. People are very disrespectful, and people talk a lot of crap. So that's so that's that's why it was like it, it made me a villain. I was always you know, this nice, quiet Asian guy, just want to play some Street Fighter, play some Marvel's Capcom, but they just called me a villain because I was from the East Coast, and then I always beat the West Coast. So that's kind of where it came from. Oh, well, you're definitely not the villain now, man. Everyone looks up to you. Yeah, it's because of social media and and how everyone is able to like you know just just see how what like who you are as a person you know like if mm. people follow me they know I love anime they know I love games they know I love food they know I love sneakers it's all like positive things I don't I, I, I tend to never post negative things at all it's always about positivity happiness that's kind of like my motto. Mm. What are the chances of you coming to New Zealand outside of a Capcom Pro Tour? This is a question from one of our um, head honchos in our local FGC. Would I mean, ha- if you guys bring me out, I'm in there. That's, that's all I got to say. I got to catch that gorilla camp. Oh, like, don't break our heart, Justin. Me? Oh, man, that, that gotta, would be too I, good. I, I gotta, I'm saying, you, you fly me out, I'm, I'm in there. I, 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 need, I need to complete my Pokedex. Like that—that that is like yeah, my main. Yeah, you're priority. quite a huge Pokemon Go fan. We've actually found that out. Like, I was actually a huge Pokemon fan. Um, you know, when uh, when it first came out, and that was first generation. I mean, I kind of stopped though because you know it was actually losing a, a bit of momentum. But I guess it's still big everywhere you go. You know, uh, I got up to like what level thirty, and then that's about it. Just stopped. Yeah, like yeah, it had very huge momentum in the, in the beginning, but Niantic's just 
didn't think that everyone was gonna finish in like the first two weeks like come on like they gotta know that people go crazy over pokemon they expected like oh it's gonna take them a long time to collect yeah. all the pokemon all the candy so they were definitely wrong in that so that's yeah. why when they finally they released season two like gen two they actually sped up the gen three so we got gen two to gen three really fast because he they expected everyone to go really crazy over it and it worked out yes yeah, for really sure i now. mean at, and at the also at the very beginning there with pokemon go um w there was a lot of bugs like i mean a lot of bugs as in when when um you know you go and raid like a a pokemon gym you know um you can't actually you know you can't kill them because they just go up to like um one hp and then that's it you know you have oh, to yeah, there the was, game there, yeah there was so many bugs it was bad it definitely was bad like i agree with you on that one for sure um but they, they it's, it's fixed a lot it's it's a lot better yeah well especially with those big raids that uh you know a lot of people have to work together to actually beat this one pokemon and things like that uh yeah it's it's changed a lot you know just just from just hearing stories and things like that yeah i, I like it a lot now yeah are you are you more like you know when you play the game were you are you more like you know more of a perfectionist like getting the ivs and things like that all correct or are you just basically you just play the game just to play the game i am a collector i don't care about no ivs like i i just want to complete the pokedex like that is like my goal Oh, okay. No, yeah, that's, um, yeah, and a lot of other people, eh, you know, they, they just want to complete their Pokedex. Just, they just say, okay, I want to catch this Pokemon, and that's it. And then there's other people that will say, I want the right moveset, I want the right IVs, and everything like that. So I guess everyone's different. Yeah, everyone's different. It's just one of those things that, you know, I, I know people that love I to, to, like, get the strongest IVs, but to me, like, I feel like it doesn't matter like for IV it's like there's no trainer versus trainer like gym like uh, like fighting again in a raid is very easy because you know you go in there with a group of people so it's not like you're gonna solo like like a legendary like that's impossible so it's like you're gonna be in a big group no matter what so that's that, that's always fun so you don't really need strong IVs man this, this is one of the things I mean some this people just want to get a Charizard. They don't care about how strong it is, just to have a Charizard. Exactly, man. They all—it's all—it's all good. They, you don't have to be perfect to, to to be loved by me. Speaking of perfect, you're with Echo Fox. Like that—that's it, man. You're you're pretty much there, eh? You're 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 a legend amongst legends. What's it like being on that team and with your teammates? Like your relationships. I love Echo Fox. Like it's just been a. Blast. I'm in I'm in uh, Team Echo Fox. This is my second year, and you know they always treat me so well. They always like, you know, just, they're just so nice. They're like the staff is amazing. Um, they're all into like what I'm into, same hobbies like anime, sneakers, you know, gaming, and even my teammates. Like I I, I know all my teammates teammates like before we got all signed by Echo Fox. Like Mochi and Choco, they were part of EG. Uh, Tokido has always been like a friend and also a person that I always fought in tournaments since like the beginning of like time. And then you know Sonic Fox, he's like the literally like the, the one of the just the chillest persons in, in the world. You know he just wants to play games and he's just very chill and casual about it. And there's just you have a uh, JDCR and Saint the Tech and Gods. Like I actually. I started talking to them more more at events just because you know I we don't really 
get to see each other that much because they have their Champions oh, yeah. World Tour yeah. and I have my Capcom Pro Tour. So, you know, sometimes events don't really clash yeah. as well. Yeah, speaking of Saint there, I mean, we did have him in our podcast uh, on Season 1, really, and that was sometime last year. That was actually really, really cool. We were tripping during that moment, too, because we didn't want to screw up. Um, yeah, man, it was... It's, it's how, I mean, to be a sponsored player, to be paid for what you love doing... Um, I was watching a quick clip about how Rick Fox was saying that he sees, um, you know, professional gamers as athletes. What's your opinion on it? Because you're doing what you love, but you just happen to be able to make a lifestyle out of it. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know about the whole, you know, like to me, since I've, I've, I've been here in the beginning of time, like, it's just always been like a hobby for me. Like, like even though it's like my lifestyle now and... You know, it's like how I like get the bills done, how I'm able to like just live comfortably. To me, it's still a hobby. Like if it wasn't fun for me anymore, I don't think I would I would stick into it. Like I would not do something that I don't like as a job. So for me, it's still fun. And it's really hard not to be fun just because you're you're playing video games. Video games are meant to be fun. And it's yeah, and if, I grew if you're up not enjoying it, why play it? Yeah, and I grew up playing fighting games my whole life, and I played all types of fighting games. Like anytime a new fighting game comes on arcade, like I always have to play it, and I always had fun. Like it's, I never, I never really dislike like a fighting game. I always just like tried it out. I see its pros and cons, and I work with it. You know, I, I even love like SNK vs Chaos. That it might, that might be one of the like a game that a lot of people would say. It's, it's really bad but you know I still had a lot of fun with it um, so it's just one of those things that I just I just love playing fighting games yeah actually just for the stream um, we were talking a bit about one of your teammates Sonic Fox um, and you mentioned fun you got into a certain situation with him and I'm sure there are people here who'd love to hear it it was something about food could you rehash that story for us no that was like, that was for uh, Daigo, not Sonic Fox. Yeah. Oh, Daigo, Daigo yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. Well, yeah, it was, it was like fifteen years ago. That was dodgy, and, though. Um, that would have been scary. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was fifteen years ago, and Daigo came for a Street Fighter, a Street Fighter tournament. This wasn't and, the this um, wasn't the thirty seventh we moment, right? No, it was not. Okay. It was uh, season season beatings in Ohio, and he was hungry. It was like two a.m. You know the the, the it was Saturday. The tournament just finished. You know, and it's Sunday's finals, and he was hungry. And it's Ohio. Like, if you like, in Ohio is like the middle of nowhere. Um, by the way, so yeah, it's yeah. really hard to get around. We don't have no car. Uber was not invented yet, so there was nothing where we're like, hmm. I mean, there was McDonald's drive-through. It was open twenty-four hours. You know, we can't go inside, but maybe they'll serve us in drive-throughs. So we're standing outside the drive-through window, and then they have like sensors, so like they're like, hmm. It's not a car. It's just two people just standing around. So they thought they probably they probably thought we were just like homeless drunks or something, right? Like, well, two Asians. That's like a common. Yeah, no, I don't think assumption. so. <laughs> well, the thing is, there's no camera. It's not cameras, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like they see us. They, they just they just feel like they, there's probably like a sensor that like someone is there, and then all of a sudden like cops came like ten minutes later and they was asking us questions. Obviously, Daigo's no English, so I had to like tell them. Oh yeah, we're here for like a video game event. We're just really hungry, you know. 
but I, I guess like they called they called you because they probably like thought something else but like we mean no trouble you know but they, they let us go we didn't get no McDonald's at the end at, at the, so at you the, guys were very hungry and very sad yeah yeah pretty much actually you and Daigo you know your two names will go down in infamy I think I watched a little clip on YouTube where um, James Chin was saying something like you know you will go down as the most the, one of the best players one of the most decorated decorated yeah. illustrated just mm. overall like top US fighting game player does it shock you that your name really reaches all around the globe in terms of FGCs I think it shocks me like it shocks me a lot like when people know me when people recognize me like on the streets outside like even in different countries when people just talk about me I, I just find it crazy even now like I find it crazy just because like I started from day one you know like I really didn't think it was ever gonna reach to this level where I would get like famous playing video games even now like it just sounds funny in my head that you got famous for playing video games right so I guess I just have like that old school mentality where it's just it's just that video games are just meant to be fun like I don't like a lot of people like in today's time they see it as a, a hustle right they want to like get good be sponsored win tournaments make money I'm just still like I just want to be the best I want to be the best player and I want to prove it prove that I'm best by playing and beating you in tournament like that's just still me in my head and it was quite hard for you in the beginning wasn't it because you know it's so easy now you know because of apps um, and social, social media. media it's yeah. easy to pick up game knowledge and become a really decent player whereas you know it was a different time it was a different era it's similar to boxing like it was a much rougher time back then and you starting out the way you did um, you know how did you overcome those hurdles um, you know even though it's, it's easier now because of, of YouTube Twitch and just like apps and also social media I love that I was able to live through both times like even though like back in the day there was no consoles there was no training mode like you had to go to the arcades throw quarters of the machine to actually practice against the, the AI or people you know it was really hard to lag back in the day but I just love the, the atmosphere of the arcade where you meet people you play people you know they come to the arcade because they, they have the same passion as you do you just want to like just play some video games and Beat, beat this, beat this kid, beat this adult, mm -hmm. and it was just a, it was a blast. Like every Friday night, it was so fun. Like I wish I can go back in time and still relive that moment. Or even now, I wish that there was an arcade in um, just in New York that was able to do that. But you know, Chinatown Fair closed down, they reopened, and it's more of like a family place where you win redemption tickets, like prizes. You know, yeah. So it's not, so the, it's same. Mostly, it's not the same anymore. Yeah, mostly just um, yeah, a lot of arcades these days, even in New Zealand. Um, uh, yeah, it's just always just ticket redemptions and everything like that. Whereas back then it was just like rows and rows and rows of cabinets, um, you know, of just different fighting games. So that, yeah, times have definitely changed in that sense there. But, um, you know, for us in terms of fighting games, Street Fighter Tekken, it's all on console now. Everyone plays online, I guess. Yeah, pretty much, you know, everyone does go out. They want to just play online and stay home because it's it's convenient it's easy 
and it's free pretty much right so well you'll save money a lot of money compared to going to the arcade or just going out so it's it's kind of like a like an anti-social thing these days like i just miss like people meeting up a lot you know like meeting people like at events tournaments or just even your locals it's a blast it, it really is a blast speaking of tournaments you have this um you know you have time to travel you know because you know being with Equifox, you're able to do that um what are some where are some of the places that you've been um pretty much everywhere like like i've been to australia uh i've been to all around asia you know like hong kong japan malaysia taiwan singapore i've been to france england spain uh chile argentina brazil just i've been to a lot of places anytime anywhere there's there's an fgc it's a good chance i might be there i might have been there that's amazing or will be or will be there in the future well maybe maybe put new zealand on the list there oh (laughs) if if, i'm trying man you guys gotta put you guys gotta we gotta we gotta put the dough down why don't why don't you we start a GoFundMe? Why don't we start a GoFundMe to get Justin Wong all the way to New Zealand? Why don't we do something? Like bring that? Justin to NZ. <laughs> yeah, bring Justin to NZ GoFundMe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta catch the relic can't somehow, man. Like I'm not I'm not about a spoof in life. You know, I gotta make sure I, I'm in there in person, catching it. Yeah, man. Now you're always out there. Yeah, man. No spoofing, man. That's cheating. You can't do that. Yeah, it, it is, man. The only time I I, I love of spoofers is when I'm at a gym and there is a raid and I see nobody close by but then I see like a couple people in the room I'm like oh I'm joining well have you seen anyone with uh, Wong factor potential uh what do you mean by that oh no I um one of our dudes had a question um it was mentioned in a video the Wong factor you know Wong factor like just able to pull oh. off a victory against all odds do you have you met anyone that has had Wong factor potential oh like a player yeah uh I, I think a lot of people have that like a lot of people have that it's just I mean I never made up that name the, the title Wong factor people just say it so to me it's just like I mean I, I do like comebacks on like normally like it's it's a normal thing for me where I just never give up like if I have a pixel life like the match ain't over yet like some people just lose the the motivation they, they get discouraged but I think a lot of pro players pull off like those like crazy moments as well it's not just me it's just, it's it's I think it's just like as long as you have courage and you know and confidence that you can still win you can pull off those type of moments as well hmm okay well i think that the best one that i've seen so far from yourself is that one where i think it was in marvel vs capcom 3 like obviously you got the legendary marvel vs capcom 2 where you were basically cyclops throughout the whole match and you just totally just um it, it was so close between yourself and yipes but there was another one um that happened in evo where you were a kuma and and it was basically up against um who was it Chris G, I think. No, it wasn't Chris G. Was it? It was um yeah, it was uh it was within no, it was the pool. I think it was F Champ. No, it oh, wasn't. F-Champ. It was it was no, the it was... one where basically there was a Hagger, you were She Hulk. Um Oh, that was uh Richard Yeah, yeah that's the one. Mm. Yeah, that was two thousand eleven. Pixel Health. Pixel Health, that was an insane one. I, I love that match. 
um, yeah, just just the whole Akuma just landing that last um, super. Yeah, that that just blew my mind. Yeah, see, to me, to me, that's like normal. Like I I've done it like so many times outside of tournaments. Like yeah. it's just you know he he hits hard. You know, it's Akuma. He hits hard. I mean, his X Factor is very scary. Like you have to respect him. Like it's it's just common. You just don't see it as often because Akuma's not very like a high played character compared to like like a Doom, a Virgil, mm. or a Zero Morgan. You know, it's like there's not there's not that many that there's not many people that play Akuma like just in general. You know, so it's just like probably like a like a, a small handful. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of which, um, let's just talk about like you know Evo, uh, Evo, and things like that uh, itself. So, what was actually you know when when you were going up against um, Yipes, um, that was basically you know what what year was that again, Daily? Uh, two thousand five or two thousand six, seven. The one against Yipes. Uh, I, I played him in I played him in two thousand five. Are yeah, you that, talking about the Cyclops comeback one? Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's 2005. That's 2005. Yeah. yeah, so what was actually going through your mind when, when he took out your um, you know, your, your two um, characters? So he took out your, your, your main, and then he took out your support. It was Storm and Sentinel, was it? Yeah, that's right. So, you know, you must have just been like, oh shit, what am I going to do? Like, okay, stay calm, you got this, it's Cyclops. Like, we'll, we'll try and make something out of this. Um, I guess at that point, I just, like, when when that happened, that was unexpected. I didn't think I would uh, actually make that comeback or make that many reads of Gene's place to actually win. Because in Mars Capcom 2, there's no, like, X-Factor or V-Trigger. Like, like, literally, if you're down to your last assist character, 99.9% you're gonna lose if, if if the other if your opponent has pretty much like at least one like like at least two characters or three characters like it's you really impossible because in marvel 3 like assists are just like they're not they're like playable but they're not like nowhere near top tier playable mm -hmm. so that was actually all yipes fault yipes being so uh greedy and inexperienced he was like well i won for sure so mm -hmm. i'm just gonna just not worry about playing defense at all i'm just gonna just rush him down and just get it over with that was where he, he miscalculated because that's where but like it just it just started to happen like he, he got hit by like what like seven gene spices into super like in a row then mm -hmm. you know from there by the time he knew it, it it became only psylocke versus cyclops and that's when he actually started playing like more conservative and like okay you know i gotta that's like, when he was yelling nah, into the mic, like, wasn't it? When he was going, when he was going, we just got a real match. Well, that wasn't Yipes talking. Oh, wasn't it? Uh, I thought that was no, Yipes. No. Oh, okay. No, no, it was it was like the in-house commentators. Uh, it was uh, two Marvel players from New York, uh, mate Christian Ellis and Lawrence Carr. Like they were just like commentating on the mic for Evo during that top eight. I'm assuming that moment, those voice clips just follow you wherever you go. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people will still yell out my name, <laughs> like, Justin Wong, like that. Like, you're, you're going out with your friends getting food in the order, Justin Wong! <laughs> oh, man. People have done that before, it's really embarrassing. Like, I, I hate it so much. 
Okay, we're not gonna do this to no, you. No. That's that's for sure. No. I mean, we're we're on stream. It's it's cool. But I'm just saying, like, if I'm if I'm at like McDonald's and you know, I'm just trying to get some like a burger or fries, and then you know, they just scream my name. And do you really get recognized? Really it, do you really get recognized? It like, wow, to do it. Just wow. just going down the road, really, yeah. and then just someone just yeah. yelling out your name. That would be pretty annoying. Yeah, it's 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 it's. So it people do recognize me when I go like down the street or just like walk around the mall, like or like when I was in like um, Asia, just walking around, like people just like recognize me and like, ask for a picture. So you know, obviously, it's it's cool. Um, it's just, I guess, it's just still kind of like crazy that people just recognize me. Actually, have you ever had anyone approach you and just arrogantly said, "Fight me," you know, "Play me," "Play my Akuma." No, I, I never had that. Most most of the time, people were just like, "Hey, can I have a picture for you?" You know, or you know, "Are you Justin Wong?" And you know, they just like have a little small conversation. Everyone's been pretty chill about it. Well, that's good, man. That's have you good. had any arrogant pricks that actually came up to you and just said, um, you know, and just said, "I'm better than you," Be, oh. uh, like you know, or anything <laughs> like that? You did, man. You, you have a lot of nerves to be able to do that. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe there's people that think that, but yeah. it would never really like like come like they 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 will never say it out loud. Uh, okay, I mean our our New Zealand FGC like I'd say it's small, but you know we know each other. No one gets too cocky and confident. But um yeah, USA I'd imagine there's so much so much tension between certain players like rivalries you know well the skill cap's a lot higher you see oh, so there's, yeah there's a lot more to pick from the fishing pond man. Mm, yeah for sure for sure yeah so justin um well let's just get back to the whole evo conversation so uh let's go back i mean i don't really want to talk uh, touch on this but you know the the evo moment 37 where um you know where you basically daigo did the full parry on you like what what was going through your head on that like because i could sort of see in that um you know in that video clip that you were so surprised when when that actually happened um you know just just your reaction you were sort of standing up from your chair and everything like that so you're probably just like wtf what's going on yeah i i definitely was like um because usually when people in that situation like they're dead like no one ever parried anything for like like of a of Chun-Li super mm. usually back in the day people talk about Chun-Li super how, how it's like cheapest thing in the world it's like you know you need to ban it you know so i for sure thought i was a sure win and so i started ma like when he started parrying i started mashing on the on the controllers yeah try to like mess mess them up yeah and he, obviously he did not mess up it was just like completely perfect it was to me I was like, damn, that was amazing. Like, I'd never seen anything like that. So, I thought of it was like, man, you deserve to win, type of thing. Yeah. So that was just that was just like my like what was going through in my mind. You would have gotten goosebumps with, especially with the just the um, just the sort of the sheer volume of of um the crowd in that room that day, just just after, I, on that match. You know, when I play him, when I play a match actually the crowd kind of like like it they go away like i don't hear them anymore mm. i actually just like all my you just zoned them out the right game, actually yeah mm. no well I, I that just every time when i see that video though i mean call me cheesy but that definitely brings a tear to my eye yeah just just of the the amount of 
like you know just hype that that's actually um, in that room in that one match um, I actually did hear um, someone say like let time run out Justin when when you just did that um you know that ulti on him yeah so were you like you know, yeah like I said I don't I don't I don't really hear them hmm um, it's it's interesting because you know we said that you know Daigo won, but in a way you won too because that elevated you as a player um, to a different level. Like that made you more famous. Yeah, it made me more famous, and it's it's I don't mind it just because like during that time the fighting community was kind of like very stagnant. Like it was just not doing so well. It was kind of like people were just want to quit, and you know. All of a sudden, all of people just wanted to start playing again, and that made me really happy. I mean, the first time I saw that um, particular moment, I didn't think too much of it. I wasn't really playing fighting games then. But now, knowing what I know, like, that scene really pushed people to play fighting games. Like, just in general, like, generally, competitively. Um, and that thing, and that moment, that moment, EVO 37, just, just went ultra viral you know and everyone wanted to be the you know to be like you two guys to be the best and show their stuff um but now with games having training modes and tutorials what what are your thoughts on that should they have in-game practice modes or should they let the players find it out nah i i think um the fact that companies added like ways to like learn the game better and faster and like how they think how the meta is going to be it's really good because not everybody can just figure out how to be good at a fighting game like fighting games are very hard they're very hard to learn they're very hard to master like if you're like just starting out as a casual gamer that just likes playing video games and you pick up a like a fighting game and you go online for like the first time like you're you, you're probably gonna get smashed you know it, it, they're very discouraging like fighting games like that's why back in the day it was fighting games were just not as popular because people don't want to work yeah people just don't want to get bodied you know like they just they'll they'll feel so bad about themselves because you know they're like, like damn i just got got washed by this guy like no problem he didn't he wasn't even trying maybe it's, this game's not for me but you know now companies are putting all these like training training regimens training modes these combos. these, these yeah. uh, trial modes you know like they want people to get better like and it's pretty cool because you know i want everybody to get better too yeah i mean because it's all good to have sample combos in there but then i guess when you're giving a handout to new players it helps i saw this uh, post on twitter i forgot who it was but they were talking about this person was saying you know that game companies should stop focusing on that you know the in-game tutorials and the practice you know the practice regiments you know that you know players learn through um conditioning you know like rather than giving the handout let them find out themselves because you know it just makes the more exceptional players stand out because they worked for that knowledge like yourself yeah i mean but even then like just because the game um has those 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 trials and those training modes that that doesn't mean that everything about the game you're gonna find out stuff that's that's that you will, that you will find out if you're an exceptional player and that the game like tutorials won't even have that type of information anyway so like it's just like this is these this is just like the 
the, the basic fundamentals for someone to learn and figure out on your own. We've just had someone in our chat saying Evo 37, that moment inspired them. Um, like that moment just sparked a lot of players. Um, and I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's just grown. Like, I mean, how do you, what are your opinions on the FGC in terms of like, you know, in the next five years, because would you, I mean, I don't think we ever would have thought like esports and the FGC would really have come this far. Um, cause you've started to sponsor players yourself, I believe. Yeah. I, I like to fly out, I fly out players that don't have like those opportunities to go to tournaments, right? Like, you know, they're just like, but they're really good online. They're really good at their locals. They're really good at their regionals, but they can't afford to go to like, like, like premier tournaments, like a final round, the CEO, combo breaker, Evo, you know, and tournaments are expensive, man. Like if you want to go to like a tournament, you're, you're close to, you're going to be close to spending like 1000 US dollars. You know, you got to pay for flights, you got to pay for your hotel, you got to pay for, for um, just like registration for the tournaments and the game entry, you got to eat for the weekends. You know, it's 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 definitely really, and you got to take off work. You know, you got it's really expensive. So I'm just fortunate enough that you know I'm able to like pay my bills, take care of my family, and you know have some have some money left over to like give other players a, sh a shot of chance because I want to send these players out to do work to get them like noticeable from to like streams like the people that's watching and potentially maybe they'll get picked up by an actual organization that wants to have a street fighter team or a new street fighter player you know that's like kind of like what i like i like happening you know like i i flew out um packs like f from he's from london a karen player for any to evo and you know just right after that like pretty much he got sponsored on the spot and that made me happy so like i'm always about that you're still giving back to the community you're still doing your thing hey man they they've been there for me ever since day one so i want to make sure that you know other people get a chance too yeah we've got a few uh sponsored players ourselves obviously like new zealand sponsors so they're not really that big of a deal but i mean you know they do what they can over here and they're and they're good and they're good guys you know good companies um do you have any advice for them and anyone else in the fgc like to help us move forward as New Zealand? I would say, you know, you guys have to work together. Like, obviously, um, New Zealand needs to work together. I would say New Zealand should work together with like people from players from Australia because you guys are like neighbors, you know. And, yeah, and enemies, when, enemies slash neighbors, you know. Yeah, it's a brotherly but, love sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but when you think about when you think about like tournaments around that area like in general most people will always think about australia tournaments right all the like japanese players they they always go to like australia like, i've been to australia for tournaments you know so i would say you guys gotta work something out with them you know like piggyback to like so that they you can get their support and then now new zealand potentially have really big majors that can that can get players from around the world to come to new zealand to play for some for some action you know yeah. and and also talk to like new zealand only companies and try to get them on board of esports because esports is the future like everyone wants to be part of esports everyone wants to participate in esports and you know companies love getting like actual 
people to like see that you know like oh yeah they 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 care like these people really care about esports and I'm part of that and I'm making a difference and they see their logo potentially they could want to buy something from that company because there that company is part of this specific event or they want to be participated in esports yeah I um it's interesting because um I should have said this before but it's three of us three guys um Chrono myself Drax Daily and then we have our artist Virtual Bacon his name is Thomas we are Tekken fans we're more primarily Tekken players um and we had the Tekken World Tour happen here last year but apparently this year they've just announced the Tekken World Tour but I don't think anything was confirmed for New Zealand. There's a uh, Battle Arena Melbourne happening, um, but yeah, we've we've got we've got a lot of hurdles to you know to jump over. And yeah, I believe you're right. It's just working together, um, and little projects like this, like the Salt Shakers, like a podcast, it just becomes a medium for players to to speak out. And it's good to get players like yourself because it just it unifies. You know, it just it, it's it's blanketing. You know, it's like you, we belong in the same FGC. You know. We're just from different, you know, perspectives, different, different experiences. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When it comes down to it, like, as long as you know, like, the people in New Zealand like knows that you guys are doing this and want to make a difference, like, they they know, like, they're gonna know, like, the, the community they might want to be part of the community. It's literally all about trying to convince them to just like contribute, help out you know participate you know like it's it's one of those things that if you're a gamer i think it's it's pretty easy to like convince other gamers to do that yeah man definitely um so just going on street fighter a bit are you are you in season three because you you're quite interested like who are you practicing with for the pro tour oh, that's a bit uh, of a secret isn't it? i know <laughs> I, he, he may not want to reveal it you know but um who who are you yeah oh maybe he doesn't have to answer it but um Besides the Pro Tour, are there any events happening this year that you are personally um, excited for? Um, let's see. Let me look at my schedule. So I made a calendar um, and I posted it. So literally all my events leading from from now till the end of the year are all Capcom Pro Tour events. Um, but there are going to be events um, throughout the year that I will go to that's like non-Capcom Pro Tour events like so I do a lot of like events like gigs I go in like conventions like you know all that stuff right and it's just it's just tough because literally every weekend is like booked like last year I, I traveled like around 61 times to events so currently this year is 41 but I expect it to be similar to last year like as the, as the the year goes on so I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, but I love going to events in general. So you'll 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 see me everywhere. No, that's cool, man. And I'm sure you'd have a lot of people definitely over here as well. You know, um, cheering you on. Um, we have a kid over here. I th he's he's quite a young kid, like 16 or 17. His name is his his alias is called Ghost Chips. He's an M Bison player, and I'd say he's okay. pro he's probably one of the best players he probably we've got is the here. Best and he went Street to Fighter. a tournament in Aussie last year where he fought. Um, infiltration and yeah like as good as he is it's just you know he's playing against someone who just lives breathes the game man you know download complete <laughs> um have you ever met infiltration before yeah i met infiltration a lot of times i played him a lot of times 
and um, yeah, I see him a lot at tournaments all the time. You know, because he's since he's really big into Street Fighter, um, he has to go to like all the the premieres, all the rankings. So you know, I'm gonna bump into him, have a conversation with him. So he's 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 really cool. Yeah. Um. The because just because um yeah, Ghost Ships thought it was an overwhelming experience. Um facing infiltration he was i think he was the only new zealander in that particular tournament um yeah i think it is just a it, it's just that question of travel like you know like new zealanders we just need to try and make more effort to go to events like to actually let people know like yeah we exist as well like i think even at evo japan um i think rip was commenting on how many people had attended and i think he might have confused the australian numbers and added New Zealanders into it as well. Like we just kind of get put well, on the side. Well, we do kind of get mixed up. We um, get put you know, on the side. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that we are part of Australia and everything, but um, but yeah, obviously we're not. We are our own nation. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. So can I ask? Can I ask you what was it like transitioning from Evil Geniuses to Echo Fox? I was Fox? about so, to ask that actually. Yeah. So that's one question. Yeah. Um, it was, it was normal. Like, it wasn't anything crazy. It's, it's, uh, uh, I just woke up one day and I just said, you know what? I don't want to be part of EG anymore. I want to do my own thing or be part of a new team. And then literally 10 minutes later from my thoughts of thinking that, um, Echo Fox just, just slid into my DMs and asked me what's good. And yeah, we, we after, Everything else was history from there. You know, I joined Echo Fox in 2017, and now I'm still on it. 2018, so it's it's just been a blast so far. They've been really awesome. It was not difficult just to like move over. It was just like literally like easy, super easy. What's the comparison between Evil Geniuses and Echo Fox? I mean, obviously, um, you know, Echo Fox being um, sort of like the big brand, uh, but also Evil Geniuses is not any smaller. Um, there's really no, just no difference. I just, I was actually just, just wanted to wear like a new jersey or just do something else. Like I've been with Evil Geniuses for like over like five years, you know, and, and I just wanted to try something. No, actually it's like almost seven years of Evil Geniuses and I actually just want to try something different. And, you know, just because like eventually... You just want to just do. You just you just want change. You want to shake. That's what up. I wanted. Yeah, I want to change, and it worked out. And it was it was just fun. Like it was a fun process. And obviously, when I announced the departure of me being EG, I just got hit up by just a lot of people that wanted try to try to get me part of their like like on their organization. But in, and I chose Echo Fox because <clears throat> I just really. Like them, I I know some of the the people already there, so it's like oh, yeah, might as well, might as well join Echo Fox. And ever since then, I've never regretted it. I mean, no disrespect to Evil Geniuses, um, I'm you know it's a good it's a good logo, good um good color they've got. But yeah, you look so yeah you look so right in the Echo Fox uniform. I think when your reveal image was was put out there, yeah, it was like yeah, man, he is Echo Fox. No, it's it's. I actually love the Echo Fox apparel. Like every time I go out, I wear like an Echo Fox just, like shirts from Jinx, or just like wear like the hoodie, the jacket. Like 
I even got Echo Fox socks, you know. So oh, they wow. have it, everything. Yeah, it's, this has been nice. Uh, and uh, we, we did mention earlier in the draft stream, I'll, I'll say, um, uh, we were talking about other games that you play. You mentioned, you know, you mentioned Pokemon Go just before, but you played Tetris? Yeah, I like playing Tetris just because growing up, like, in school, like, we had, like, these scientific calculators and, like, you could play Tetris on them. So I played Tetris on it, on that a lot. And then Tetris DS came out and it was really fun to play versus mode with, like, a lot of my friends. So, yeah, I, I'm really into Tetris. Anytime a new Tetris game comes out, I kind of just buy it because of nostalgia purposes and how I always love playing it, even if it's, like, a like whack or a new version that people don't like i just i'm a collector you know if i'm a fan of something i'm gonna collect it yeah for sure for sure i've also heard from um someone else from uh, our discord channel they also specially mentioned that you are a wrestling fan yes i am a big wrestling fan oh no (laughs) you know me and you can sit down and we can probably talk for probably hours about wrestling like I would assume that you know there'll be like you know um, uh, WWE uh, and uh, also um, you know the Japan Pro Tour and things like that. New Japan oh, yeah, Pro Wrestling. Yeah, so I actually don't know too much about New New Japan, Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. Yeah, I actually don't know too much about them just because, like, I wa- I watch wrestling on TV, like like television. So like New Japan doesn't show up on our television. You have to like order it online mm-hmm. and like like sign a membership so like i don't really watch it too much but i okay. went to their live show i went to a live show recently in japan because i was in japan mm-hmm. and i saw kenny omega wrestle there and you know obviously he's a big fan of street fighter oh, so man. That's kinda, yeah. I, I would say him being a fan of street fighter is the main reason why i'm interested in new japan now just because like you know we have like that similarity you know he plays like alex that. doesn't he no, he plays Abigail now. You know what I mean. You gotta, oh, you gotta, okay. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta move to the top tiers. You know what I mean. You gotta move. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let me, yeah. let me, like, let me ask you this: Who is your, who are you a big fan of? Like, who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, my favorite wrestler is John Cena. John, John Cena. Cena. Oh, yeah. oh I, no. I, I have John Cena shirts. I have. I literally have a. The wristbands. The wristbands, uh, wrist, no, the hats. I have a life-size, no, I have a life-size John Cena cutout board in my room. I saw that once. I actually saw that, like, yeah. uh, on a documentary yeah. that we, I, we saw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John Cena, I wake up right? every day. I wake up every day, and he's there looking looking over me, saying, you know what? Time to start your day. I guess that, that kind of makes sense, because, you know, of your Justin Wong never give up, you know, the hustle, loyalty, respect thing. It, it kind of makes sense. It kind of does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love John Cena. I'm I'm more of an AJ Styles fan, and everything, and um, just the match between uh, AJ Styles and Cena. All those matches have just been uh, extraordinary. So yeah, it's it's because it's because John Cena like is very good at carrying matches. He is. He is. So, I mean, you can lo- yeah, you can love him, you can hate him. I mean, I'm particularly not that big on John Cena, but I mean, John Cena is John Cena, right? You know, he's the hardest working man in the, in in WWE. I guess that you know John Cena is kind of the Justin Wong in FGC, right? You know, I don't really compare myself to John Cena at all. I just I just love what what he believes in. 
Yeah, the whole hustle, loyalty, respect. You got to respect that, though. You know, uh, a, yeah, lot of, a lot of fans don't like him. That's why you get the "Let's go, Cena." Cena sucks chant. But um, yeah, like he, you got to respect him for just being a hard worker and just being the face of the company. Yeah, pretty much. And then now he's doing a lot of like uh, Hollywood movies now. So you know, anytime he makes a movie, I I I went, I go to watch it. Have you been to any uh, any live shows? Um, you know, for WWE. I've been into uh, WrestleMania 31, uh, um, and I've been to like some like local SmackDown shows. WrestleMania um, 31 is that when to... that's when Seth Rollins um, cashed, yeah, cashed yeah. in? Yeah, that's right. That would have been so hype. That was actually that was actually so good because WrestleMania tickets were so so cheap for some reason during that year. I guess that they probably thought it was gonna suck, but it turned out so good. Like every match was amazing and. So when Seth Rollins came out, like, because everyone did not want Roman Reigns to win. So with the fact that he came out and you hear the music, everyone just went bananas. Just just lost their shit, right? Yeah, and and I'm actually going to WrestleMania, um, this one in New Orleans next next month. I'm actually going with a, with a group. Oh, oh nice. Nice, yeah. yeah. I always, I'm so jealous. I've always wanted to, like, attend a WrestleMania because, you know, I'm, I'm a really big fan of wrestling. Um, but yeah, like just just hearing the fact that you like wrestling as well. I mean, that was good. I mean, that gives us plenty of things to talk about, really. No, it's it's amazing. Like I, when I went to WrestleMania 31, I had such a blast. You feel the energy, like because at first I was like, I'm not gonna scream or yell, but eventually I just started screaming and yelling with the crowd because you just get into it, like super super into it. It's just I can't wait. How how's the um you know how's the sheer volume like you know when there's hype like, let's say for example when Seth Rollins uh, cashed in his money in the bank um you know at the end of the night um there was a lot of noise that was made but the thing is that with WrestleMania because of the crowd size because of um you know the dome that we was in like you probably think that you know all the all the noise and all the sound would actually just go up rather than you know just getting sort of um yeah but but that night when when he did cash in there was so much hype so much noise that you know it would have been given you goosebumps or something like that isn't it uh, dude i was one of the people screaming in there like it was so crazy like i loved it like i was screaming everyone was screaming you, we, you can't you couldn't even hear yourself scream that's how loud it was like it was especially when he best. pinned especially when he pinned um reigns isn't it with the yeah, one was... two three there yeah, it go. was the best. Yeah. It was the best. <laughs> well, if I could, if I could just go back to Evo, you know, you're a Marvel god. Um, yeah, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Um, yeah, what are your, what's your opinion on that? Because um, it didn't make the Evo tournament list. Um, I mean, did you feel that was well warranted? So, when when people ask me what was like my the games that's going to go be on Evo. I said that there's a really high chance that Marvel Infinite will not make it an Evo. Like it's, it was just clear that it, it, it had a, it wasn't gonna be like a hundred percent in like a like a Smash or a Street Fighter or a Tekken. Like those are like hundred percent in games. So Marvel was not part of that that category. And you know I like Marvel Infinite. It's fun. Like I like the whole stones like concept. Like because you know it's kind of like similar to like Marvel superheroes. Like the way they try to do it. But it's more like enhanced, and um, you know, like the gameplay is really fun. And you're able to do some crazy, stylish combos. 
it's just that I really think that the the communication from Marvel, like a like Marvel official Marvel and, and Capcom, was just not there to the public. Like, like th- throughout the whole, whole Battle of the Stones tournament, like Capcom fighters never, 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 like really tweeted or talked about Battle of the Battle of the Stones. How where you can find out more information about it. You know, like it was just just not there, and that was the hard part. I think about like trying to get that game to like be successful. That. Like even though there was like an official company, like like developer support, there was no like like voice support for people to like hear it from the actual company. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Um, I mean, it's it's interesting because I would feel that you know fighting game fans, you know, would still kind of rally up and you know support it but i mean this one is quite unique do you think there's any chance of redemption or do you feel like the 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 players the fans have just kind of like nah it's not worth it i mean the players that that love the game they still play it like i'm still going to enter like all all the tournaments for marvel's capcom infinite even though it's not evo even though it's not the pro tour it's just fun to me you know i i just well that's your word because i it's not even just that it's just there's fun like if i like a game and like i play it a lot and i'm like okay or good at it i'm gonna enter a tournament no matter what like i don't want to just only go there go to a tournament and just play street fighter like like i like playing multiple fighting games because that's what i grew up on yeah i mean we're Tekken fans so obviously when when the when the next game or when the game releases you know it's usually you know it generally is the full package you know, we're not used to Street Fighter, this whole Street Fighter 5, Season 1, Season 2, Season 3, like that to me, like that, that that's a bit frustrating. But I mean, that's, you know, you follow the game, you know, that's what you have to do. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I guess fighting game players are just not used to patches or seasons, you know, like, like Mortal Kombat and just, that, that was patched in Season Central, like every like couple months is a new patch, is a new season, new characters, you know. So Street Fighter, you, you went to that route, used that route, and it's. I think it's it's working pretty well just because the fact that there's a pro tour that supports the game, it, it just makes it like more exciting because you get to see like, oh, you know, like this character won last year, can this guy do it again, or can this is this character going to still be relevant on the new season because he was too broke too cheap or whatever it's just nice i mean i i touch street fighter i don't really play it in the you know visually like i just don't play it in any social scene but i hate abigail and i think a lot of new zealand players would agree with me i hate abigail with a passion do you, do you have yeah any- i mean abigail is abigail is really good in this version um I'll, there's a lot of hatred to abigail right now it's kind of similar to like how everyone hated balrog in season two um, but I mean, people just don't know the matchup. That's why, like, if you don't know the matchup, people are just gonna complain about it. And I think once they not, once they know the matchup more and fight Abigail more often, or fight any other top tiers that complain about more often, there'll be less complaints. But other than that, people just like to complain about why they lost because they don't want to say that they they are the reason that they lost. If they want to blame it with the a character or you know or the, the game mechanic they don't want to say that they're the reason why they, they lost yeah like it's a fighting game you have no one to blame but yourself for the loss 
Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Um, we have a player over here called Big Chopper. He only uses big characters, so that's Abigail and Zangief. Um, would you say you have a particular style in terms of how you choose your characters, or do you, you choose your characters due to your play style, right? No, I actually choose characters if I like them, like if I think they're cool or anything. Because, like, for example, when you see like Street Fighter Four, I played Rufus, and I would say that's like the first character that I ever played that was kind of like big. Usually, like I play female characters like you know i played chung lee karen yep karen storm storm was my girl you know so it was like it's kind of rare for me to like play like like big characters but i mean if they're cool they're cool like even when i played like guilty gear like accent core for like a like probably like for like six months yeah i picked Potem i picked potemkin like you would think that i would pick like milia or may based off like the characters I picked before from like old games like female characters but I picked Potemkin and I got and I got I was really good with him so was, and, and Tekken I played Jack so oh, it's it oh, really yeah. Saint mm, Saint the second eh yeah it's it just yeah. no I I, I, w I was playing Jack in, since Tekken 5 so oh, I just it really just depends if I like the character or not oh okay well, speaking of which, there, um, I mean, we need to move on from that. So, uh, with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite sort of uh, not being included there, um, you know, obviously it has, it's, it's got a replacement, which is um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. What do you think about that game? So, I love Dragon Ball. I'm a fan of Dragon Ball since I was a kid. So, you know, I bought every Dragon Ball game growing mm -hmm. up. Like, even if it's like. Like, you know the final bout, the legends, the Budokai. You know, like I bought all the Dragon Ball games because I'm just a fan of it. So the fact that they made Dragon Ball Fighters and it was like an actual fighting game and not just like a button mashy game, like you just throw and just throw Kamehameha's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know, it's it's amazing. Like I I I love it. Who's your team? It's, I played. I'm a big fan of Goku. Mm -hmm. Like I love Goku. Yeah. So I played three Go. I played three Gokus. So you got Goku, and then you got Super Saiyan Blue Goku, and you have Black. Exactly. That's right. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 huh. Yeah, you know, I'm waiting for like the the DLC packages. You know, obviously they're gonna, they're gonna have to throw the Ultra Instinct Goku eventually. You know, they gotta maybe maybe they throw a Kid Goku in there. You know, it's, I gotta expand my Goku army. A lot of yeah, there's a lot of potential in that game, and I, that's what makes it really really cool. Um, yeah, there's so many people in New Zealand already that's playing the game and is quite good at it already. Um, so, yeah, I just think that, you know, the transition, uh, like, what do you think of, you know, transitioning your skills from Marvel to Dragon Ball Fighter Z? Would that be viable? Yeah, it's, I think if you play a Marvel game before, if you play, like, Skullgirls, if you play anime Air Dashers, you will be, you will get really good at Dragon Ball really fast because it's very similar like the way like the game works like of Dragon Ball Fighters it's very similar to those those Air Dasher games to the Marvel games to the Skullgirls like it's 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 just very easy it's just way easier like if, if you're like a like an Injustice player or a Tekken player or Street Fighter player you might have a harder time because of just how movement works in general because it's not really like you know you're not really flying around all over the screen you're not used to it right, right. so but 
it I think it transitions very well if you play like fast paced games just like Marvel and Skullgirls and and anime. So um our our first major event this year is in a is in a town called Christchurch and I think they'll actually be airing um one of the Dragon Ball Super episodes because um, obviously you'd be watching that too. Um yeah, how do you feel that it's going to be ending really soon, man? It's like it's just two two episodes left every yeah. two weeks per episode. Like Jiren is such so, a badass, man. I'm, I've never liked the super character more. You like Jiren? Yeah, like, oh, okay. Jiren's I'm not your friend anymore. I actually don't like Jiren. Yeah, there we I, go. I, There's the Justin he, Wong I want to hear. Because he definitely doesn't. He definitely hasn't done anything cool. Like he just—he's literally one punch man in in Dragon Ball form. I think like he he's does simple more punches, Batman, punches. Really. Batman. Yeah, because you know he, he like he his parents died, and then he was like you know there's this evil that came, and then he wanted to fight evil. Avenge me. Yeah, avenge. No, yeah. see, see, I'm not thinking of it like that. I'm thinking of his move set. His move set. Okay, so he's more like One Punch Man. Just he, yeah, he just he doesn't he just he just does generic attacks like like there's no special moves literally. Like he 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 looks at you with his eyes and it, it hits you. Like come on, man! Like like do something cool. Like like hit hit is mad cool. Yeah, hit, hit's you, actually like, a cool. Like I love too. hit. Yeah, hit hit is actually my favorite. No, hit and Khalifa is like my favorite uh, Dragon Ball Super characters. Khalifa is actually cool. She is the she's pretty much Goku, for, uh, like in Universe Six. I just like the fact that like like they actually. Put female Saiyans yeah, in the I show agree. and they were actually they were actually good you know because when when they when they did GT even though I know GT doesn't count Pan. like uh, like Pan. she yeah Pawn was whack like she was trash so like the fact that they actually oh yeah you know they, we're gonna make them go super Saiyan like in super that was hype so you'd be keen for her to be a, a character in Dragon Ball Fighters like you'd pick her I'll, up yeah, I would pick her up, you know, as a side character, because you know I gotta make sure my team Goku army is good. Yeah, man. <laughs> Justin think... with his Goku army, eh? There's Broly, Bardock. I can't wait for them to release more super characters because that's when the game will get interesting. Mm, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I think. I yeah, I think they're just not releasing that many super characters yet, just because maybe not many people know about them. Yes, you know, like in terms of just like, like you have hardcore Dragon Ball fans that watch like. Like every week of Super, but I don't think everybody like that watches Dragon Ball watches Super. Yeah, I think it's I think it is known more Dragon Ball Z than any of the other series. So yeah, it, it makes sense that the cast is kind of more centralized in Z. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, moving on there. Um, so with the um, Capcom Pro Tour, Justin, what are your thoughts on the? Yeah, what are the thoughts on the ranking changes? I hate it. I think you hate that it. was yeah. I hate it. I think Capcom did made a terrible decision based off the point system. Like, like obviously, like premieres are worth the most seven hundred points first, right? But the the fact that rankings got like nerfed in terms of just like points and and also like the placings. Like like only like top eight that like, gets points instead of like one through sixteen. Um, I think that's terrible and literally like it, it it's only worth going on the ranking if you're if you get top two. Like like if you don't get top two, like the 
three to to seven is actually worthless. Yeah, it's and not worth it. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah, and anytime there's there's a premiere on the same weekend as a ranking, like there's no reason to go to that ranking. You should always go to the premiere because the premieres points are worth so 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 much. So I think they did a bad job at at that. Like the rankings are just not really worth going to. If 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 you're really like going to every tournament, you might as well go to every premiere. Yeah, which just it just it's a long thing. Yeah. Yeah, so like I think last year's was actually perfect. Last year was like I think the point system was very very balanced. Like because you know, like if you win a premiere, it's four hundred points. If you win a ranking, it's one sixty. Like I think that was just really good. I think the only bad thing about last year was that, like, online tournaments should not cost the same as a ranking tournament. Yeah, that's just my only thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. With like you. I, I, I like. I understand that people want to go use online tournaments as like the future, but online is just not there yet. Like, there's so many factors that can cause like, like matches to be like you know like like sketchy, like you know like lag or disconnect or yeah. You I know, mean, there's no, there's no referee there. Like, it's just you know it's bad. Like, I don't I don't think that they should deserve the same amount as a no, no. ranking offline tournament. Yeah, no, I so agree. It should be a physical. It should be a proper event where you're physically present and you see the outcome, and it's undisputed. Um, I've got someone in the chat saying, "Yeah, Oceania got screwed because Bam is a ranking event." Um, yeah, man, it really sucks. It's just uh, it, they're changing it. You know, they're trying to they're trying you know different methods, but um, yeah, it seems like opinions, you know, like yourselves and other players, is it's clear. It's just it's not. It doesn't seem balanced this time round. No, it's it's definitely not. Every year, they, Capcom tries something different for a point system, a change in the rules. But I think this year is probably the worst uh, rule set that that came out. This is not good. I I don't agree with it because like I was, I wanted to go to BAM. Like I actually just was like thinking, like, you know what? I haven't been to Australia in a long time. I want to go to BAM. And you know, and then when they released the schedule, I think BAM. I want I want to say BAM was is on the same weekend as another premiere. And that's why I can't go to BAM because it's on the same weekend as another premiere. And you have to go if you're a sponsored player that wants to make the Capcom Cup, you have to go to the premieres and not the rankings. Like you can go to the rankings when it's not during a premiere, but if it's if you have to pick one, you gotta go to the premieres. Yeah, yeah, of course. It just seems like, you know, they really need to they really need to make it clear as to how the point system works, like the ranking system between these premiere and these online events because as you said you know with online there's so much stuff that can contribute to the in match not just the result at the end um yeah i mean we kind of had something like that similar well not similar but for the tekken world tour last year they had offline and online qualifiers and the point system as well it just i guess it's hard trying to find that balance i mean we're not tournament organizers i mean i understand that it's hard to to make it balanced but you know like the way that they're doing it for the pro tour this year yeah it just seems yeah, man, it seems weird. Yeah. So, yeah, I know it's, it's it's bad. Like I, I hope next year they change it to to make it a more balanced where, like, more people can go to like more like tournaments that's not just the premiere. Yeah. Because because like the way this 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 year works with ranking, it really promotes like only locals will come to your event and like in and people from like internationals or like far regions 
well, there's a high chance that they will not come. Yeah. And I mean, just in general, like, online events, like, you know, I want to see, I want to see a proper tournament. Like, I want to see these players face off, like, literally, side on, facing each other. I don't know, offline just seems a bit disconnected for me, in terms of if you're going to make it a big event anyway. You mean online? Online, yeah, yeah sorry. Not too yeah, I, I w- yeah, I wish, man. And I, I, I wish online was perfect so people can have online tournaments, but like I said, it's just, it's just not good enough at this moment hmm. to like to, to, to like make it like part of the pro tour where you can like you know win points and like you know get in the capital cup i feel like if you win an online tournament then maybe the, the winner of the online tournament you get to go to the next premiere off, off of capcom's behalf mm. i think that is a better prize and also a better way to prove yourself by going to a premiere and getting the points at the event instead of just like staying at home because the purpose of having the online tournaments because oh yeah you know these people the players that are playing online they 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 don't have opportunities to go to these premieres or rankings to get points so then why wouldn't capcom just fly them out fly the winner fly top or fly the top three players out of the tournament the online tournament to go to these tournaments yes yeah to represent right that sounds better no, it does, it does, and it just kind of levels the playing field as well, like, obviously, if they made it that far, then yeah, give them the offer to go to that event, premier event. Yeah. <sighs> well, since you're Echo Fox, um, and you, we, we, went, we mentioned previously about you sponsoring players, um, is that something that you'd consider doing um, in the far future? Like, would you ever consider running your own, like, your own brand, your own esports brand, your company? No, that's too much work. Too much work. You st- you're, you're still gaming, man. No matter what, eh? Like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I think there's just too much politics. I don't want to do that. Like, cause I already like I, I you know I, I I go through it with just like everything. Like I see like the all this like politic talk and just like see it on Twitter. It's just it's just too much. Like I I'm just happy that I can just do a player and I have just good common sense to understand like situations like that but i don't think i want to take the stress of, of of like putting a team together gathering these players you know making sure all the players are on the same page getting these sponsors to, to get the organi- organization to keep running that's that just sounds like a nightmare so like i'm i'm really i'm really lucky that there 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 are people out there that can handle that stress of running an organization and keeping it balanced and keeping it fair and just like those guys are real MVPs. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Uh, what about in terms of you know um, late game Justin Wong? Um, you know, what are you planning on doing? Would you be settling for maybe uh, commentary, or are you going to be a coach? You know, what would be your late game? My late game, uh I don't know. I actually never thought about that, but I mean, I people say I'm really good at commentary. Um, people also say I'm really good at coaching. I could be a team manager for the fighting game division. I think I'm really good at that because I'm very good at like, like knowing like players' potential and how like how well they would do. And I would say I'm pretty good at like managing just people. So I can. I think I, I think I have a lot of avenues like go through so it'll be pretty fun yeah so you know just one day yeah just just let's say what if like one day 
you you decide look I, I I'm getting to the point where I don't really feel like I want to play anymore in tournaments and things like that so what I'm gonna do is like I'll be like you know Alex and I'll probably you know be a coach or you know I'll do other things that would sort of push the fighting game community yeah that's that yeah but man Alex he does a good job but you see I'm telling you man he his hair it's all white now man it, it used to be black <laughs> it's still Uncle Wei Uncle Wei yo but no but no it was like three months it was three months it was like but like it one it, it was like like June mm-hmm. it was black hair and yeah. then literally September came around it was all white I'm like damn what what turnaround is that like he, he, it's like he went ultra instinct or something or like, like it was like literally like bam like you don't go your whole head white in like three months I think right unless you're like really really stressed stout mm-hmm. and you know he put a lot of work and level up level up and I think that's like you know one of the, the things he had to sacrifice was that like he, he took a lot of stress but then in the end he made it work like that's just like he's one of the MVPs man like I'm telling you hmm okay uh, he's like a legend man like yes. you. yeah well it's just legends he, among legends really that's just coming up from the fighting game uh, some are still playing but some are doing their own little thing they're still involved like, yeah, they're like still Alex. contributing yeah mm. yeah so um Justin, just before we wrap things up there, we, there's a few couple of questions that we do want to ask you. Uh, yes, yeah, just some some more troll than others, but uh, some that are just more genuine. So, um, just sort of um, asking here, um, you know, in terms of rivalry, um, who would you actually just consider, like, you know, to be your number one rival? Someone that's always going to be there to, like, sort of rival you in every game. I would say, I mean, I mean, a lot of people would think Daigo, but I think in an interview somewhere you said that's that's a genuine misconception. Like, there's no like Daigo's usually one that comes up, but it's not even that. That's not the case. Yeah, it's not the case. It's because like Daigo's really known to play just Street Fighter, so you know, like I only really play him in like Street Fighter Three, Third Strike, or Street Fighter Four, or Street Fighter Five. But I wouldn't play him in like Marvel or like. Uh, Tekken or Skullgirls or Dragon Ball, like you know, you, all those games, you I wouldn't really see him like me versus him. So if I had to choose someone, I I, I said this before, I would say it's either Chris G or Filipino Champ because we play each other in so many different games and so many grand finals. It's just crazy, you know. Like especially Chris G, like I played him in King of Fighters finals, Killer Instinct. Like uh, Street Fighter, all the Street Fighters, all the Marvels, uh, Injustice, Mortal Kombat. Like, there's so many games that I play him in just tournaments, Grand Finals, Top 8s. Like, it's crazy. So, like, I would definitely say Chris G just because he's a multi gamer just like me. Especially, like, during the UMVC 3 days, he, he kind of had your um, plan of attack figured out, you know? Oh, yeah, man. Like, his defense was just so good like it was just really hard like like i could get him like one out of five tournaments but usually he gets the other the other four i was i was just lucky luck luckily i was able to get him at evo to win evo 2014 speaking of chris g there um and filipino champ um this reminded me to uh, you know to bring up in the conversation there is that in 2013 that's when you won um you know um marvel vs capcom 3 
I won. No, I got second in 2013. Yeah, 2014, won. wasn't it? Yeah, it was 2014. Yeah. You, you had a yeah. bit of a curse. Yeah, That's I what won. they called it. They, you had a bit of a, like a tournament curse or Evo curse. I don't. I actually don't know where that curse came from. Like, I don't. I don't know why they, they were saying there was a curse. Like, if there was a curse on somebody, I would say it would be on Ricky Ortiz because Ricky always got the second place curse. Mm, right, like she got okay. second place in Evo in Evo so many times. And then she got second at Capcom Cup. She oh, that was the curse for Ricky. Like she always had that second place curse. You could never like solidify first place at like a grand a grand event. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know where that curse came from for me because you know I. It's not like I got second all the time. Like I, it's either I got first or then I got second. I got third. You know, I was all over the place in the in the, in the evil placings. You know, before like. So. I'm actually, I don't know. I don't know where that curse came from. Yeah, well, basically they said that, you know, with, uh, you know, Chris G having your number all the time and things, and then just that, there's just that year in, in um, 2014 where you actually took him out in the, uh, you know, um, you know, in that finals, and you're rolling around on the floor there, you know, being all, like, you know, hyped up and everything like that. That would have been, like, you know, the moment for you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it would have been nice, but, I mean... It was a good story because, you know, after 2013, I got second, everyone was like, you know, don't worry, you got it next year, you're going to win 100%. And 2014 rolls around and there I am, I'm in the, I'm on the same seat before. It was kind of like a like a Star Wars movie or something, you know, so well, it, it, it seemed like a very good storyline. Yeah, like it was literally the, yeah, like it was the, it was the comeback that you hear and, and, and you know movie you know movie tales you know that's like, all i could say though is that you guys definitely know how to tell a story like how to tell a tale um you know on the grandest stage ever so um you know basically when you when you took out um filipino champ and then you took out chris g like that was that was definitely something to remember yeah it, it's, it's it was a blast i loved it yeah so, um, you know, in that case, I mean, with Filipino champ always like, you know, he's got a persona um, that I can tell you that uh, I can tell you that much. Like, you know, he, you know, people would either love him or hate him. He's like the Roman Reigns of, yeah. um, he you know, to start beef. Yeah. You know, just to get, yeah, something. Yeah. Going. And then you also, you'll have, um, you know, you'll have the ultimate heel of that, of that um, tournament, which is Chris G. You know, he was the one that's playing defensive and things like that. And he was pretty much everything that you were back in, um, you know, MVC two days. Yeah, pretty much. Like he pretty much took over the, the villain role because of his defensive lane play. Because people mm-hmm. like chaos, man. People love chaos offense. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see that. So Chris G definitely took the role. But like I said, Chris G didn't do anything bad or, or anything. He's 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 a really he's actually a really nice guy, and and people just branded him as a villain so it's pretty funny actually i do have a question because obviously we know you players you know from watching you play and stuff on youtube who is the one player that isn't like who they are from youtube footage and stuff like is there a player that actually isn't what they are like i mean you could say you know maybe filipino champ is nice in real life but is there anyone that's like a total surprise like you wouldn't think that they're this nice or this mean I guess I would say, just I guess I would kind of say Daigo because if you think about Daigo, right, you you think of him as like this mysterious, silent figure, the beast. But yeah, but lately, he's been showing his like 
just like a social uh, funny side lately. You know, like he just recently uh, um, streamed uh, Doggera's wedding, and you know there was one thing he 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 let dog he pre- I, I would say he he fixed the match for Doggera to make him look good, where he do the ex booms and kill himself, and then he put his hands on and he was like kind of like dancing like yeah. <laughs> like. You would never expect that from from him, you know. So I would say Daigo for me, because as because I've seen Daigo, you know, you know when he's doing his tournaments, and I've seen Daigo outside of tournaments where he's really just chugging a beer down. You know, he just he loves, <laughs> you know, he yeah, loves. That's definitely drink. a side of Daigo that we've never New, seen. There's a New Zealand man right there, yeah, yeah. chugging down a beer. Well, that's yeah. typical New Zealand. I'm pretty sure he'll like New Zealand if that's the case. <laughs> Yeah, so um, in this sense here, uh, let me just see. Let me just see my notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. Well, this is basically the main question that uh, yeah that, that a lot of people uh, yeah that, that I ask everyone uh, who actually comes onto the podcast here. So, uh, Mr. Wong, who is your fighting game waifu? Dun dun dun. Oh, oh, like 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 in-game waifu. Yeah. Damn. I, I mean. Hmm, you know it's it's literally a toss up between Karen or Storm. Like, I can't really just choose one. You know, like I feel like I should be able to have both. You know what I mean? Oh, you like playing the harem, is it? <laughs> I mean, you know, that's just uh, I, 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 I. It's really hard to choose. You know, you have Karen, you have Storm. Obviously, you can't you can't. You know, I, I still got I still got Chung Lee in there. You know, I, I've been playing a lot of Manat too. Manat's kind of cool. Uh, you know, I love B Jeanette from Mark of the Wolves. Blue Mary from King of like you know the Fatal Fury King of Fighters series. What happens um, if you can Adina, only Adina, choose Adina's one? Awesome. Uh, I guess if I only had to choose one, like uh, to marry, I would probably like choose Karen. You know what I mean? Just because you know she's already rich. <laughs> you know, I, would, I would already, already be raking in the money with her. And, but you're you know, already I, rich as well. No, you see, you don't know if I'm rich or not. That doesn't mean I'm rich. <laughs> but I mean, Karen, Karen, Karen's like, like rich, too rich. Like I don't got, I, I, I don't got no mansions. I still gotta pay bills, take care of my family. But if I was, if I was married to Karen and got into like that estate, the Kanzuki estate, then. I could I could host the host my own tournaments for like millions of dollars. You know what I mean? You, know, you start your own, like you know, awesome, like you know, actually. Wong Zaibatsu or something like that. Yeah, like my own pro tour. You know? So yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, Storm Storm's definitely in the struggle. You know, she she came from nowhere. You know, she she's she's own she's a teacher at the Xavier Institute. They don't pay that much over there. So yeah, I think uh, I think in the end, if they're both the same level as love, I love both of them equally you know and then after after you think about that you gotta think about like what 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 lifestyle would you think that would be more comfortable or successful i think karen karen yeah karen, karen just sounds a bit crazy though and sometimes though no, but she's, she's storm's cool yes yeah, she's elegant but yeah you just karen don't know definitely karen's definitely graceful what do you mean karen is very proper she is a polite she's a lady classy lady yeah, yeah exactly so there's no craziness in a lady I don't know like there's actually some fighting game characters that can be pretty crazy at times of cray cray stuff but yeah um, I mean I mean <laughs> they could be 
Yeah, yeah, they could be. So, I mean, in a sense here, which Storm would you like, though? Like, you know, because, you know, you've, you've got the MVC2 one, but then you've got the MVC3, which is a different costume, different look. Oh, man, the classic, man. Marvel 2 Storm. I, that, that white from the X-Men animated cartoon series? Come on, that's that's the one. That's badass, That eh? is the one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. All right. Well, is there any other questions that you have, Drax? Um... No, I don't think I have any. Actually, I just have a question. Um, what would you would you have any advice for players in the FGC that want to make it to your level? Never give up. Um, I, I think I, I kind of we kind of already knew the answer. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. Never give up. Think of, think think of it as a hobby. You know, have fun with it. You know, do something you love and. If you want to go beyond that and you, you know, you qualify based off just those, then, you know, like start your own community, you know, go to your support, your local community, like, you know, and use social media to push your, yourself and yeah. your community. Yeah. And, and your community to like to do something, get people to like recognize you and know of your scene. You know, it's all about awareness these days. Like social media is like the perfect way to get to know somebody. And... I would say if you want those people, like people around the world, to get to know you and your community, use it. You know, use YouTube, use yeah. Twitch, use Twitter, use Instagram, use all of that to just get, get people in the know. Because a lot of times people just don't know. I'd like to think that our local FGC scene does that. I'd like to think that the Salt Shakers, like, it was created for that purpose, creating better awareness. So, you know, it's really good to, to hear Absolutely. that coming from a player like you, man. So, thank you. Yeah, man, it's all good. Uh, hopefully, one day I can come to New Zealand, play with you guys. You know, oh, eat go, some go easy on us. Yeah, go there. easy. Yeah, like we're we're not we're, we're not free, good, but, but we're go not like we're not Justin Wong level. That's for sure. Nah, I mean, it's all about having fun in there. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. All right, now well, thank you very much for your time there, Justin. It's been an honor like having this conversation with you. So, um, yeah, before we end things up, before we ride off into the sunset, is there anything that you wanted to add in this? Um, like I said, just hopefully I can uh, come to visit you guys to New Zealand FGC, play some games with you. I want to go to see the Lord of the Rings Hobbit Town. Mm -hmm. I want to catch this relic relicant in New Zealand. And, you know, literally just hang out with you guys, experience what New Zealand FGC is like so I can share to my fans how it was and how awesome it is nah, man, so you, yeah you keep, keep doing fan. you guys keep you doing definitely you definitely have fans here i'll just read some comments out for you um arashi says jay wong you are the man chicks bb says love you jay wong um yep and shamia says oh no Sim says justin john cena wong yeah now nah, definitely we've got people over here now nah, we've, we've got a huge fan base for you over here so basically what we're gonna do there is um uh, Virtual Bacon, our artist, he's basically, we do, uh, we do player cards, um, you know, for, for the FGC. So since you've been on here and we've got your artwork up, we will be giving you, um, you know, a player card uh, with all your stats awesome. and everything like that on there. So, um, you know, be sure to look for that, like, in your email or, or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, or Twitch. Um, sorry, not on yeah, Twitch. Uh, awesome. Or Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Definitely. Awesome. Um, now, thank you very much for your time there, Justin. No, anytime, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, uh, no worries. All right, we'll talk to you very shortly. Yeah, I'll talk.